Hello and welcome to the X-Files Revisited. I'm your host, Graham Davidson, and with me as always is Brian Womax. Join us as we systematically work our way through the full X-Files franchise. In each episode, we will tackle a single episode of the X-Files, so join along. Watch with us as we discuss each and every detail on the X-Files Revisited. We are on to episode 9 of season 2 called Ice. My bad, sorry. <laughs> uh, this episode's called uh, Darkness Falls. Uh, oh, no. Sorry, <laughs> my bad. Uh, Firewalker. <laughs> yes, that's the one, definitely Firewalker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are going to be say, retreading old ground here, like you alluded to the last time, episode. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is a familiar plotline. Mm. Um, and I don't know how many times this is going to happen throughout the rest of the series, to be fair. So, how, do you want to hit us with the opening scene there, Brian? Okay, so we start off, we've got two scientists uh, looking very excited about something. They go to a room where they patch into a robot at a volcano called Firewalker. They use the camera on Firewalker to check out the volcano and find a dead guy, and something moving. Um, Straight away, uh, I kind of like the aesthetic. It's kind of weird. You don't Mm -hmm. know what's coming. Is it the shadow or something? Is it a monster? Mm -hmm. Is it ghosts? Is it a demon? Is it spirits? Who knows what the hell it's going to be? Mm. Um, And you start to have flashbacks to all these different kinds of episodes. You know, you start to think of it... uh, it's the ones with the ghosts, I can't remember the names off the top of my head now, but um, that's what I initially thought it was going to be, kind of poltergeisty ghost type thing. Mm. Um, I was wrong. Um, it's quite clearly little bugs that glow in the dark um, or something along those lines. But uh, yeah, at the start of this episode, it says the Volcano Observatory. It's got my curiosity. I'm wondering where it's going to go. Yeah. yeah. Same here. Like I say, I, I, I coming back to this, it was literally the second time, second time I'd ever seen it. So I, I, I couldn't remember a right lot at all. Um, mm. I just remember it being a retread of ice. So, but nothing else. Um, so we've got this scientist guy. We, we have the opening credits, and then we cut to this scientist mm-hmm. guy who shows Mulder and Scully the footage, as well as introducing us to Daniel Trepkos, otherwise known as. Bradley Whitford, who I had no idea was in this. I love this guy. Bradley Whitford Mm. is one of my favourite, certainly one of my favourite TV actors. If if you look at shows like The West Wing, Studio 60, um, I I do. I love this guy. I I love his his presence. I love his um, charisma, I think. Uh, I I think most recently he was the father in Get Out. He was, yes. And he was was terrific in that role. And he was also in um, the Joss Whedon produced uh, Cabin Cabin in in the the Woods. Woods. Yeah, and I thought he was was fantastic in that. Really hilarious. Him and Richard Jenkins. Terrific. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, so we get introduced to his character, Daniel Trepkos, who was kind of the leader of this expedition team that went out there. Um, he's come to them, the, 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 the scientist who's showing them this video, he's come to Mulder and Scully because he's afraid to go through official channels. Mm. <laughs> so he's 
basically heard about Mulder, in other words, and, and what he believes, and he doesn't, doesn't really want it on the books, so to mm. speak. Um, but, uh, yeah, there you go. Mulder suggests to Scully that she might want to take some time off, because this obviously is, mm-hmm. this is the first case while she's back. Yeah. Um, and this is a heart-stop moment. Mm. This is a moment where you know, I'm sitting there going like, no. <laughs> like, don't you dare! Don't even dare! <laughs> oh man, I think you just check out from that moment on. That's it. You're gone. Um, <laughs> so Mulder, Scully, and the scientist guy fly in to the base where this where this place mm-hmm. is. I, I'm still not quite clear where this place is. I, I think I missed that piece of information, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a volcano. Um, mm-hmm. so, so the scientist guy seems v- very concerned about property damage and wants to check it out while Mulder and Scully are a little more concerned with finding out about survivors um, yeah. I, I, I also I, I, it's unavoidable the show's shot in Canada it's shot in Vancouver as are many shows <laughs> We're supposed to be at a volcano, but the trees that are around mm. this thing, that are in the environment of which they are now in, just don't mesh at all. I don't buy for a second that they are near a actual volcano. But yeah. minor quibble, not much they can do about it because of where they shoot. But <laughs> but yeah, this guy, he's just like, he gets off. First thing he wants to check or inspect is property damage. Not, yeah. hey-ho, where's the rest of the team? Um, mm-hmm. Go figure. So Mulder and Scully have a look around and we get the music from Ice. Now, All right, I, okay. yeah, obviously, it's been a while since we saw that. Mm. You're not as familiar with it as I am. But yeah, there's a musical cue that Mark Snow used quite a bit in Ice. It kind of goes, boo 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 and it just like he uses it here and I'm like oh man as if as if the story itself wasn't enough to make me think of that episode he's literally ripping musical cues that he used from it in this one um but whatever hey ho um anyway someone is spying on them uh, a guy called Ludwig and he, he jumps Mulder, but Mulder stops him. And Ludwig, Ludwig claims that Mulder might have been Trepkos. He thought Mulder was Trepkos. So, mm. yeah. Uh, this is another well-known face. Uh, oh, really Dorsha. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, I love this guy and everything I see him in. Mm. Well, it's something rubbish like Alien Resurrection mm. or The Guest. Yeah. Very bad things. I think he's terrific. Yeah. Um, I, but this, this opening scene... Um, I kind of liked it because it's kind of spooky and mysterious and taking the other things out of it, the way it's shot, it's very horror movie-ish as they're moving through these shadowy places and you never, you're you not quite sure what's going to pop out, what's going to happen. So I, I can't, even now I kind of liked some of the aesthetics of it even though it was already reminding me of Ice and Darkness Falls. Mm-hmm. I think it's well directed. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just... It's the story. It's the story. The story kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and going back to the actor, by the way, who does play this guy, um, he has such a distinctive voice. 
that actually the the trailer for the movie Bone Collector ruined it for me because <laughs> in that trailer you hear his voice as as the voice of the serial killer. So when I watched the movie and he popped up, I was like, oh, he did it. <laughs> um, so yeah, never never get a vo- never get a an actor with such a distinctive voice to play a killer if you're going to put that killer's voice in the trailer for your movie. Mm. Um, I, I would say just in general, on that note, Brian, for the, the serial killer kind of movies, never put a familiar face in this throwaway small role mm, at the start of the movie. No. Because um, any movie fan is going to go, Sam. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, uh, so Ludwig introduces them to the rest of the team. And they give Mulder Daniel's notes, what's left of them. And in the notes, Mulder sees that there's a lot of writing about a new life form. Mm. Mm. Interesting stuff. (laughs) So far. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We get a little, just a little kind of cutaway sequence of the scientist guy who was inspecting for property damage and he's uh, he's out in the forest just looking around his his name is Pierce oh. yeah and then it's just you know he, he does the old horror movie thing hello anybody there come here you just like oh goodness okay mm, yeah uh, Mulder suggests to Scully that the team are all overly paranoid Hmm, Mm. what does that remind you of? And are practically climbing up the walls. Says the dude knew that he wasn't Trepkos when he attacked him and they go to find Pierce. So, yes, straight off the bat, we have this paranoia element. You know, we're in a a cut-off location, a base that, that looks not unlike the base they were at in ICE, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they just recycled the set, to be honest. Um, mm. And and then, yeah, we're introduced to this idea of paranoia. A group of people out in the middle of nowhere, all a bit highly strung, a little bit paranoid. Uh, there you go. But I think the difference is, in ICE, it was such a remote location that um, a human couldn't survive outside of that building yeah. and nothing could get in to get them. This one, you feel as if they could just go for a trek through the woods <laughs> yeah. um, or, or call somebody in to come and get them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so it feels, it feels very much like forced paranoia. It doesn't feel as if natural to the situation. It feels as if they're trying to push it onto the viewers. Yeah. You know, by, by Scully saying things like that, you know, they're climbing the walls, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not as naturally as, as uh, appearing as it does in ice. Yeah, because, because, yeah, they've just flown in by helicopter. It's quite warm. You feel like they could probably trek their way out of there. Um, so th- there isn't that level of kind of environmental danger that there mm. was in, in ICE. Like you say, they, they weren't just confined to the, the Arctic. They were confined to that um, base within the Arctic. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so yeah, they go to find Pierce, uh, but Pierce is killed by a rather burnt-looking Trepkos. Um, yeah. So he looks he looks pretty badass with the the makeup on. Um, mm-hmm. Bit disturbing. 
Yeah, do you know what I was thinking when I seen him? Wow. Sunshine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it just it reminded me of that it's very it's very weird looking. It's very good looking. Mm. Um, it, it makes you it makes you wonder, like what's got in the hold of this man that he's allowed himself to be burnt so, so so viciously. And why why is he still alive? That's the thing. Yeah. Um, why is he still ticking over? Uh, yeah. So the the team find Pierce's body and put him in the freezer. Um, Mulder wants to stay. I mean, <laughs> I may be stretching a bit here, but that reminds me of the fact that we did actually get a body stuffed in a freezer in ice. Um, mm. If you remember, one of the one of the people who gets killed in that, they open the, Mulder opens the fridge and the guy pops out. So this time, they pop a body into the freezer. Uh, Mulder wants to stay and look for evidence of this new life form. Scully says it's science fiction and they need to get everyone home safely and treated for post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, Jess is looking pretty wired. Scully comes in. So this, this is one of the characters. She's, she's the woman. Uh, her name is Jessie. And she's, she's looking pretty wired. She's sat in a room. Scully comes in, asks her what's going on. And she says Trepko started acting weird after his first descent. So in, into the volcano, basically, the mm-hmm. descent into the volcano. Uh, she and him were lovers and she just wants to go home. So, yeah, so this, this is very personal for her. It's not just, it's not just about the scientific expedition. She, she feels a very personal connection to Trepko. So she's obviously feeling a lot of emotions tied up with that. Um, but yeah, yeah. But then again, it's it's a she feels off. You know, something doesn't feel quite right with this character, and her insistence that she just wants to go home mm. is always like a warning sign. Yeah, you know, you don't feel like she's just a, a damaged girl who wants to get out of the situation. It's just that I want to go home just makes you go like, "This is, yeah, this feels wrong." Yeah, why 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 are you trying to get out of here so fast? That kind of thing. Yeah, you know, what's your agenda? Um, well. So we, we cut to Mulder listening to recordings made by Trepkos. So he's, he's listening to his findings. Um, and he goes to speak with the other two gentlemen who are there. Um, alien resurrection guy and some other dude. <coughs> One of whom looks very ill. Uh, so yeah, Mulder suggests that he lets Scully have a look at him. But he pushes him away. They kind of get into a bit of a scuffle. This guy doesn't want anyone touching him, anyone looking at him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he collapses. So Scully phones for an airlift, basically a, a medical helicopter, basically. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. And while Mulder and the other guy stretch this guy out, Mulder sees something bulging out of Tanaka's neck. So that's that's his name, Tanaka. Yeah. He has, yeah, very... Interesting special effect, it must be said. Oh, it's awesome. Um, do, do you know how it was made? Uh, no. Well, the the thing that shoots out of their necks mm-hmm. is actually a condom. Right. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> Fantastic. So Matt Beck, the visual effects supervisor, the uh, yeah, that's how they did it. They, it's obviously prosthetics, but it's tightly packed into a condom and then the condom is obviously decorated on the outside to look like 
this little alien thing, and, and that's what it was. So those things bursting out of people's throats are, uh, yeah, condoms. Condoms. There you go. There you go. Nice little bit of uh, X-Files fact for you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Tanaka's neck starts bulging with this thing. Um, yeah. So he, he runs... Tanaka makes a run for it, and he falls down an embankment. And it's then that this thing just bursts out of his neck, a bit like Alien, really. Um, yep, and you see definitely. all this kind of dust and whatnot fly from it. Uh, and, and, yeah, he's he's dead. He's a goner. Mulder and... Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. It's an awesomely disgusting thing. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea what the hell it was. You know, was it, was it part of him that exploded? Was there something inside him that had burst out? I just didn't know... It looked disgusting, horrifying, and I loved it. Yeah, and in Ice, when we saw the uh, the little creature in that, we, we saw it in the back of the neck. Mm. In here, it comes out the front. So, again, another parasite that comes out of the neck. Um, mm. <clears throat> just saying, is all. <laughs> So Scully examines the some of the spores from the creature uh-huh. and all but confirms that it is a new silicon-based life form. Yeah. She says they all have to stay until they figure out how it is transmitted, just like they did in ICE, where they basically had to be quarantined because of this thing. Um, they couldn't call for help. So, yeah. Um so she, yes, so they have to stay there until they figure out how it's transmitted. And she also says that Trepkos's dementia may be a side effect of the spores. And Mulder tells Scully he's going to look for Trepkos, says Scully needs to do the autopsy to make sure they don't all end up on that slab. So yeah. do, do, do you think that is the real reason, or do you think Mulder is just trying to make sure Scully stays protected? Uh, about both. Um, I think her expertise is essential in figuring out what, what the heck this thing is and, and and if it can, if they are already infected or how they can stop it and I think he's trying to keep her out of the firing line as well because he knows that Tripkos is dangerous and that is where he is headed to try and discover him so I think it's a bit of a half and half I think he, he does need her expertise and he does want to keep her safe Yeah, yeah. I, do, I, do, I do, I like it, I like the moment It's it's almost like her being a medical officer mm-hmm. is is a is the best excuse that that Mulder has, and he's he's, he's kind of thankful in that moment that that, yeah. that she's a medical doctor because he can say, w- without her getting any kind of suspicions to the contrary, that no no Scully that's that's why that's why I need you to stay here. You, you need to do the the legwork, the, the the important stuff, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so Mulder go, goes and asks the alien resurrection dude to help him find Trapkos on the maps. But the dude says he won't find him without a guide. He's not eager, he just wants to get out of the place and Mulder is the only one with a gun. So, yeah. Um, this guy really wants to go with Mulder. But he's not eager. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Again, it's just the way people are acting is just odd. Mm. And, and you know Mulder and Scully are kind of going to always be themselves, but you just feel like, even though you don't know these people, they're acting out a character, and there is something 
strange and they seem to have all these little looks and code words and the way they talk to each other that just they know something else they know something that they're not telling these guys so at this point obviously watching it for the first time did you feel did you feel like you knew where it was going at all do you no. do, do you no. did you have i didn't know because you, you had the, the mystery of trip because you don't know what what this guy is is he still like fully human has he been morphed into something is he infecting them you don't know that there's some sort of parasite but how is it getting to these people how are they getting infected okay you know there's too many questions I don't know what the answers are going to be yet I can't think of an obvious solution okay okay so Mulder and this guy they go down to the caves and Trepkos shoots the dude with a flare gun uh, then points it at Mulder. A really well done as well, I've got to say. Really nice effect. Mm. I like the way we, we see it get fired straight at him. It kind of yeah. bursts through his chest. It's, it's just, yeah, really nice. Nicely directed, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I think he goes and sets fire to him. <laughs> yeah, he burns the body. So he comes over, he points points the flare gun at Mulder, and then he he burns the body of the alien resurrection dude. Mm-hmm. Looking a bit like Rambo, he does. Yeah, he's got that that thing tied around his head. He's just he proper, yeah. proper looks like Rambo. Probably more son of Rambo, really. Than yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Scully discovers that unless the spores are injected or ingested immediately after their release, they become harmless or effectively dead. So, yeah. Um, which, which I find bizarre because, well, I mean, we never really find out if Alien Resurrection Dude has been infected, do we? Nope. So he, he might not have been, but there is a moment when the, the, the last guy who got killed, the one who fell down the embankment, mm-hmm. Mulder, go, Mulder looks like he's going to run down there to see to him and the guy holds him back. Alien resurrection oh. dude. He hold he holds him back. So it's like he knows. He knows what's There's going on. There's a moment where, where Tripkus says that when it all started, he wasn't there, but everybody else was in the room when the first mm. guy that happened to it and they were, they were all there. So he's just assumed that everybody is infected. Um, whether or not he is or not, we, we'll never know. Although they are kind of all acting weird around each other. Yeah. But it's just I just I guess it it just raises the question. Why would he do that if he was, you know, if he, if he was infected, why would he stop Mulder from getting infected? Why would he try and shield him from it? Um, why why let him get infected? Well, well, I mean, that's 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 what I'm saying. I'm just saying, why, either way, you know, like like he he could have been infected, this guy, or he might not have been. It 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 works either way, I think. But it just, I guess it adds to the paranoia. Um, hmm. As to, as to yeah. what's going on, but uh, yeah, um, so yeah, so he you know he he stopped him going down that hill because he uh-huh. because he knew he'd get infected. So either way, whether this guy inf- was infected or not, he saved Mulder. Um, mm-hmm. But then Mulder has his way out. Mulder, what? Sorry, is his way out of the the compound. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, okay, so. Scully goes to speak to Jesse, who is locked in a room with a bulging neck. Yeah. yeah so she's infected. 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what, what do you think of the effect with the, the neck? When it's, I think it's great. It's pretty sick, isn't it? It's pretty disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Trepkos tells Mulder that Firewalker brought to the surface an elephant being described by three blind men. <laughs> so, it's, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> It's yeah. Um, it's it's a good it's a good description. Basically, he said it's like what what they understand about this thing is basically like an elephant being described by three blind men. In other words, we don't have a clue. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's like take three blind men to, like feeling it or whatever. You get one feeling the trunk. He'll say, "Oh, it's a snake." You get one feeling the uh, the, the leg. He'll say, oh, it's a tree trunk, and you know, so on and so forth. And that's essentially what this creature is. And, and as, as a result, the most responsible thing they could do is kill all traces of it and forget they ever found it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So he, he tells Mulder what happened with the rock that was brought up when they cracked it open. Um, mm-hmm. Mulder wants to get to Scully, but Trepkos pulls the gun on him, um, so essentially saying, yeah, you know, leave her to her fate. Uh, but Mulder says he's leaving either way, so he either has to shoot him or, or restrain him. Um, but, uh, mm. yeah, the little bit of humanity that is clearly left in Trepkos lets him go. So, um, yeah. so we go back to the compound... And uh, I mean, anything else to say about that scene? No, I'm I'm just eager to get to the best scene of the, the episode. Okay. <laughs> so Jessie jumps Scully, uh, handcuffs herself to her, and basically, yeah, the neck starts going grisly. So she's she's, yeah. which clearly shows that when these people are infected, they know that they need to infect. Other people, um, it's it's kind of well, you, you don't know that they're be, you don't know that they're being themselves. You don't know if there's some sort of other adverse effect where the, the thing takes over hold because it's a it's a survival instinct. Mm. You know, it knows it needs to move on and infect somebody else, or else it dies off. Yeah, but it, but it, but it begs the question as to who's really in charge of those people, and it the the, yeah. the obvious answer is certainly not the people. They may have an awareness. Mm of themselves still still existing but when it comes to mm-hmm. control i don't think they have any and i think all all control becomes subservient to whatever this creature is and and the yeah. creature is all about continuing on you know continuing mm-hmm. its its lifespan infecting people so yeah yeah so it's a strange one it's good but, but yeah, this is an awesome scene <laughs> this is a a terrific Scully's back to her fighting fit, yeah. best, super smart. Taking names, so, kicking ass, breaking teeth. Um, yeah. She is, she is solving puzzles under pressure. Yeah, she's come here to chew bubble gum and kick some ass, and she is all out of bubble gum. Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so basically, Je- Jesse handcuffs Scully. Um, so that that gets a bit tense. We see we, we get a quick cutaway to Mulder running through the forest. Is he going to get mm-hmm. there in time? That basically sets up that hot, that hot, the old notion that you know the damsel in distress and the yeah. the knight in shining armor can he get there in time? But 
This being Scully, she don't need no knight in shining armour. Hell no! She's going to solve this herself. So Scully basically uh, tries... First she goes real kick-ass on those handcuffs. She gets a uh, like an ice pick thing. Uh, well, it's, it's, yeah. it's a rock. It's for rocks, isn't it? And, mm. and she's just start smashing the hell out of this thing, trying to break through it. And it's it's nice to see that it doesn't work. Because um, yeah. like I'm sure we'd see in some film at some point that she'd have a good go, and on the third strike, probably get through it. Not here. She is not breaking through that thing at all. But in, in all fairness, I mean, it took Andy Dufresne 18 years to like, burrow out of Shawshank <laughs> with one of those. So she's not going to get through handcuffs and two whips. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so she she comes up with a plan, and she she basically picks Jesse up. Does yeah. like a fireman's lift with her, throws her into the decontamination chamber and shuts the door. Um, and, and basically the creature bursts out. You see it fly up against the glass, um, literally like inches away from Scully's face. And then that's when Knight in Shining Armour Mulder arrives, basically when there's nothing left to do. Um, so yep, Sounds a bit right. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's good. I, I Like you say, best scene because we get to see Scully back being a bit of an ass kicker solving the problems mm-hmm. herself she doesn't need to be saved um and more often than not she's saving Mulder quite frankly but yeah yeah so great stuff um so yeah in comes Mulder and Trepkos follows so Mulder goes uh, Trepkos goes in there with him joins him presses himself up against the glass to look at Jesse it's almost like a Kirk and Spock moment. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, this is a woman he loved. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, you get the sense he was always a bit of a clinical kind of guy, but yeah. in spite of that, you, you do see there was some love there. Um, so it's quite a tragic moment for him. Um, but uh, and, and he says this line as well, as well where he says... Uh, I told her it was going to change her life, and and you you, you hear the regret in his voice, like it mm. did change her life, but most certainly not for the better. So I yeah I, I liked that moment. I gotta say, um, Mulder calls in two survivors uh, to over the radio, basically saying that him and Scully are the only survivors, um, basically le- letting Trepko slink away with Jesse's body and live out his days in the caves of the volcano, presumably. Um, this this guy just, yeah, he's become a recluse. He doesn't want to go back. He doesn't want to be questioned. He doesn't want anyone finding out what he knows. He'd rather it just stayed buried with him. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know why the feeling he was going to kill himself. Really? I don't know why. Do you think? Yeah, I, I, I think just he's, he's taking his, his love down with him. Mm. And I think he's just going to... There's no point in living. I don't know why. That's I, 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 I read from it. It's, it's, it's going down into the depths, um, never to see the light again. I mm. think he'll just keep going further and further down till it gets too hot for him to survive. Like. Yeah. Just think of less painful ways to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we got a final scene with the CDC. Uh, they, they, a bit like at the end of uh, <laughs> Darkness Falls, 
Uh, yeah, CDC show up to decontaminate the place. Mulder and Scully begin a month-long quarantine, a bit like at the end of Darkness Falls. Uh, Trepko's talk uh, takes Jesse Jesse's body down to the caves with him, uh, which we just mentioned. And Mulder's record of events is the only record that stands. We get this we get this voiceover. Basically, Mulder and Scully have covered it up and yeah. let it be, let it lie. Um, and I think that's something they would have learnt, actually, having been through the events of Ice and the events of Darkness Falls. So I can understand yeah. them saying, you know what, yeah, let's bury it. Um, so. Yeah, th- this this is an unfortunate episode. Mm-hmm. I think unfortunate is the key word here because yeah. it is naturally compared to Ice, which was the best episode in, in season one for me and those one of the top two for you mm-hmm. so it is a standout episode and it's, the plot lines follow similarly to that mm-hmm. it also follows similarly to Darkness Falls but Darkness Falls wasn't the greatest episode so you don't really compare it to that no. too much if you can kind of distance yourself and take yourself away from the episodes that are similar to that it's not a bad episode no. it's not, it's got some nice direction, it's got some nice character work it's got some really cool effects like the, the flare the things popping out the neck, mm-hmm. the bulging necks, it's, it's interesting there's a sense of what the hell is going on all the way through the episode we get an awesome kick-ass scene of Scully just being superwoman you get the, the pairing back together yeah. again um, you get the end of it where they've actually learned something, you know some things don't need to be out for everybody to know, mm. they're actually keeping a secret from themselves, you know, yeah. from everybody else. It, it's not a bad episode, it's just this overbearing bigger brother of ice just mm. makes it feel that way, which is a real, real shame. I, I think I, I'm, I'm going to give Firewalker three and a half out of five. See, uh, I am trying to judge this episode entirely on its own merits. Um, and for that reason, I'm actually going to give it a four out of five, mm-hmm. um, which surprises me more than anybody because, mm-hmm. like, last week, or l- last episode, I slated this, absolutely mm-hmm. slated it, um, because it was, it was based purely on my initial reactionary feelings um and 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 how i remembered them way back when you know so much so that i I just i just never went back to this episode i just didn't have the urge i always felt that if you know if if i'm going to stick this episode on i may as well just watch ice again you know it's it's like you with the the thing you know you've told me you've got the thing double box set you've got both those movies And, and every time you think about watching that um, prequel you never do you end up just sticking the original in and that's kind of how I always felt about these it's like why bother watching something that's lesser when I could just watch Ice um, mm. but coming to it now trying to take it on its own merits yeah you know what it is Ice is all over this episode if you can just forget about that for one moment it's actually a really good episode. It's a very strong episode, really. Mm-hmm. It's just very unfortunate that that other one exists. 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, like you said, Scully gets to be a badass. Mulder and Scully get to interact with each other. It's got a couple of really good actors in that I like. You know, Bradley Whitford, for me, being being the standout because I just love the guy. Um, so, yeah, because of that, I mean, like I like I said, I forgot Whitford was even in this. So when he appeared on screen, instantly the episode became better for me mm-hmm. than than I remembered it being. So, put yeah, putting all my things about ice to one side, I'll give this a four out of five. Good stuff. Um, yeah, good good episode. Uh, so Brian, tell us a little bit about Red Museum. What is it we should expect from this episode? Uh, possibly disappointment. I don't know. <laughs> it's strange um, because Red Museum is, uh, on the surface of it, it's just a bog standard mystery of the week thriller. Right. But then we get to a certain point in the episode. And we realise actually it's it's a mythology episode. It's part of it's part of the mythology. Um, but I think you'll come away from it thinking that actually it's a mythology episode that we don't need. It brings closure to a particular thread that we've had so far. Okay. A particular story thread. Mm-hmm. But if we hadn't have had Red Museum, if they didn't give us that episode, then I would say it was not necessarily a story thread that we needed closure on. All right. Okay. So in that regard, I, I think expect an episode that ain't, ne- ain't, ain't really necessary, but has some some moments in it. Right. Awesome. I mean, got to say, it's, it's a fantastic title, Red Museum. Mm. Um, I'm sure it'll be explained throughout the episode, hopefully, but it's just an awesome title. So that'll be next uh, episode on The X-Files Revisited. So hopefully everybody will come back and listen to that. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to The X-Files Revisited. Please join us next time when we dissect another episode of this classic series. If you like what you've been listening to, please don't forget to click subscribe and also leave a rating and a review. It really does help us to get seen. If you'd like to hear or see more from Graham, please visit Man V Film on YouTube. Likewise, if you'd like to hear or see more from Brian, then please head over to Brian Lomax Movie Talk, also on YouTube. All that's left for us to do is to thank you for listening. And until next time, trust no one.